Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. You know, last night, Lauren and I visited a casino and saw an Alfred Hitchcock machine. You know, they'll take all kinds of different characters and themes throughout pop culture, and they'll turn them into a slot machine. So we had fun on the Alfred Hitchcock machine. You can occasionally get a bonus uh, that might be a psycho bonus where an arm comes out and is slashing and that creates wilds so that you win more or there's a vertigo bonus and you know it's it's, it's a fun way to um, to sit down and kill a little time at a machine and so uh, I'm happy to say as usual I did very very well last night but it was kind of uh, interesting to me to see that because just not too long ago, maybe a week ago, I was watching an interview online that a young Tom Snyder did with Alfred Hitchcock. Hitchcock, of course, being the great English suspense thriller director. In fact, I believe that Hitchcock never actually won an Oscar, never had an Academy Award, because uh, I recall... Steven Spielberg saying years ago, before he did Schindler's List, that he had done all these great movies and never won an Oscar, and so he would always be like, well, Hitchcock never got one either, you know, and so he would sort of uh, rationalize it that way, but Hitchcock obviously was a fantastic filmmaker, and he was known for trying to creep people out and you know by today's standards I don't know if we would find a lot of his stuff spooky anymore like the birds and all that I mean we we I think it's we'd probably find that silly I want to go back as an adult and re-watch some of his films but at the time you know he was one of those figures who was very much viewed as a master a master of horror you know kind of like people um, I guess to some degree still think about Stephen King Uh, even though that was certainly his claim to fame in the 1980s. But in this interview, Tom Snyder asked Alfred Hitchcock, what scares you? You So that's the question that I'm sure Hitchcock was asked all the time. What is it that scares you, Mr. Hitchcock? And Alfred Hitchcock said, policeman. And Tom Snyder looked a little confused and ask him to elaborate and Hitchcock says well it's sort of like the story of the fellow who had the parking ticket it was a two dollar parking ticket but he encountered the policeman and started arguing about it and suddenly it escalated to a scuffle and so now the guy is charged with assault, you know. And he c- continues to, to elaborate on how after the guy is charged with a assault, he is arrested, he's put into jail, and in jail he becomes argumentative and has to defend himself when he's with another inmate and he ends up killing the inmate. And so now he's been charged with murder, you know, and he's talking about how, you know, again, the whole situation continues to escalate. 
And the big punchline is, of course, so now he's been sentenced to execution. And as he's on his way to the chair, someone says to him, why didn't you just pay the bloody $2 ticket? So it's one of those cautionary tales about how you can take something that's small and you can become almost obsessive about it and you can blow it up through chain reaction into something that is far worse or may at least become some self, uh, self-fulfilling self prophecy. You know, like you have a negative idea about what's going on. You feel like, oh, you've been somehow berated or damaged or burned by the world in such an extreme way that you carry on in a way that creates that mold that the pieces sort of fall into. And when I heard Alfred Hitchcock give that little story, it reminded me immediately of uh, another little story, a little fable, whatever you want to call it, that I have heard oft repeated by the spiritual teacher named Ram Das, who is now close to 90 years old. He's been around for a while, Ram Das. And he, his story is about the farmer with the horse. And we can presume that this takes place somewhere around Russia, which I'll get to that later. So, but the story is all right, we have a farmer, he's got a horse, he's a poor man, and so having a horse is a very big deal. And one day, the horse runs away. And so his neighbor comes over and says, oh man, I'm sorry, that's terrible. And the farmer, being a rather mild-mannered individual, says, well, you never know. So a week later, the horse returns. But the horse does not return alone. The horse is returned, or the horse the horse returns with a big, strong, muscular stallion. Probably worth much more than the horse. So now he's got his horse back, and he has this stallion. So his neighbor comes over and says, Oh, how lucky! You're such a fortunate guy, isn't that something? And the farmer says, Well, you never know. So then the farmer's son goes out to try to tame this wild stallion, which is no easy job. And the stallion bucks him off. And he falls, and crack, he breaks his arm. And the neighbor comes over and goes, Oh, man, that's terrible. That sucks. I'm so sorry. Uh, What a a horrible thing. And the farmer says, Yeah, well, you never know. Well, one week later, the Cossacks, which were part of a Russian military establishment, which is why I say this must be a Russian-based story. They come sweeping through the villages. 
uh, and they are basically drafting and you know forcing every capable young man to come into their army to go off to fight in this terrible war but of course they're not gonna ask you to come in if you're you got broken bones broken arms and so they skip over his son and so the neighbor comes over and says wow how lucky how fortunate isn't that something what a blessing and the farmer says to the man you guessed it <laughs> you never know right so the, the point of these stories is that look what we are doing is thinking about how little that we know about the events that happen to us and what the outcome will be we have this natural instinct to want to know everything and to control everything and to plan everything and to strategize everything and that's that's good you know i mean like like that's part of being a survival uh a, a, a survivalist animal i guess you know part of being somebody some creature who is able to make it through natural selection that survival of the fittest i mean you you do everything you can in order to control the variables around you but sometimes you just have to accept that what seems negative might end up being something that's much more positive in the long run or vice versa and this time of year as we go into the the christmas season um there's a lot of anxiety out there in the world and you know you you probably have heard this that they have claimed in the past that uh, a lot of people commit suicide around christmas because they get depressed and then i read somewhere with statistically that's not true that more people actually commit suicide in the spring and summer and so, I, look i don't know statistically i don't know but what i can tell you is that i know there was a lot of anxiety for a lot of people in my experience around the holidays and that comes in the form of maybe not having enough money because you feel like you have to buy everybody gifts and you know hold feasts or you know whatever the hell you're supposed to do and so you know you have a financial burden in some cases there's anxiety about having to hang out with people that you would not ordinarily hang out with uh that's always a weird thing people throw parties whether it's a family party or a business party where you bring people together who are really just a bunch of strangers but everybody tries to pretend that they're all friendly and know each other and care about each other and that can bring a lot of anxiety um there so so you have you know guilt over maybe I, i'm not doing enough or then somebody gives you something and then you're put in this weird position where maybe the person sitting there looking at you with big doe eyes like hey it's time for me to get my reward for giving you this so 
Let's see how good you are at expressing your gratitude to me because I gave you this, Hannah. And it, and it puts you on the spot and you're like, uh, now I have to do, I have to be like an actor and I have to go overboard to express how amazed I am by this. Like, there's all this complicated stuff that happens around Christmas time. And I understand that and I know at very least it causes anxiety. So, here's how all this relates to the stories that I was just telling you. In these stories that I told you, Hitchcock's, Hitchcock's story and uh, the Ram Dass story, someone has um, an idea about something and focuses on that idea and then that idea starts sort of taking on a life of its own and sort of running out of control perhaps. But this is a really good time to recenter yourself and to start thinking about Ho'oponopono, which, of course, I did a whole podcast about Ho'oponopono earlier this year uh, that you should listen to. If you don't know what I'm talking about, um, let me let me try to put this in a nutshell. In my book, Use the Force, A Jedi's Guide to the Law of Attraction which I honestly believe every person on earth should read. I talk about what I call the mirror effect. And what that means is that everything you are experiencing in your entire life is happening inside your head. I don't care what sense it's coming from. It's actually manifesting in your head. And so what you might find is that what you do to that image inside your head actually ends up being reflected back to create what you perceive as the external experience so sometimes instead of feeling like oh I'm just this little uh, insignificant thing here that is at the mercy of all these external forces you instead realize all these quote unquote external forces are actually appearing within this processor called a brain. And that if you are able to go into the processor and tweak it, rearrange it, then it will shoot back out into the world and it will look like it looked in your head. So this is a way of not feeling like you're a victim and that the outside world is controlling what happens in your head, but instead what you are adjusting in your head ends up being reflected in the outside world and I get much more into that of course in the book but what I want you to do uh, without giving you some kind of technique without giving you some kind of you know ABCD I want you to just take whatever it is right now that might be bothering you whether it's something uh, physical in your body or whether it's an issue with a coworker, or a relationship, or finances. I mean, whatever this thing is that's bothering you. I want you to, to take that and in your brain envision it like a little TV show. You can even actually envision a little TV if you want to. But envision like a little TV show there. And that TV show is playing what's happening right now that you don't like and so I want you 
to reimagine that TV show in your brain so that it looks like what you want it to look like. You're the editor. You go in, tweak it, adjust it, rearrange it, and when you have that TV show looking the way you want, which could be like, oh, well, this person says this instead of that. That happens instead of this. This opportunity appears, and, you know, this other thing goes away. Once you rearrange that little show on that TV, then I want you to imagine that TV being projected out and broadcast out, and that is the new show that's going to happen out there, outside of you. Okay, That is one way of viewing Ho'oponopono. Um, so try that out. So again, take whatever's happening outside yourself, condense it down into a little TV show in your brain, use your imagination, look at the TV show, rearrange what's on it to what you want, and then envision that being projected back out there, and then you're done. And that's called the mirror effect. And again, you can learn more about that if you read Use the Force. This does not have to be a time for you to be uh, overwrought with anxiety or feelings of, you know, wh- whatever. I mean, I, I don't have to go over these, these uh, adjectives again, right? So, you'll also find in this life that, amazingly enough, the more that you give, the more charitable that you are, the more that you will receive. Um, It may not come back immediately, but it will come back in the way of opportunities. And, you know, I graduated from Clyde A. Irwin High School. I graduated in the year 1995. I am 42 years old. And my mom and dad, Danny and Peggy, also are graduates of Clyde A. Irwin High School, and so is my sister Jessica. Many of my aunts and uncles, all graduates of Clyde A. Irwin High School. By the way, my mom and dad's wind chimes are selling like crazy and uh, every single order that's come in, Mobius asked me to tell you on this podcast every single order that comes in is being shipped immediately and uh, he said that right as as of this moment every order that's come in is already gone, it's out the door, it's in the mail so if you get some of those Brown Mountain Lights wind chimes, they are going to be uh, at your doorstep within you know probably a a few days if you live in another country it's a little trickier because you got to deal with customs but if you are within the u.s you know within two or three days i would imagine you'll have this um he also wanted me to point out how heavy duty they are he's been saying like he, he says it doesn't come across in the video necessarily he says this is not some little flimsy stuff he said these are works of art this is folk art, you know, that your mom and dad have created. And he said, uh, it, it, I'm going to get a workout just hauling these things, all, you know, back and forth to the shipping department because they're very, very heavy duty and they're big. 
um, I, I hope it comes across, you know, in the video I shot. So I just want you to know uh, we, we still have wind chimes left. Uh, if you would like to get some wind chimes made by my mother and father, Daniel and Peggy Warren, using actual components from the Brown Mountain Lights area, which is mind-boggling, uh, just go to joshuapwarren.com and uh, click the link there to the Curiosity Shop. And you just scroll down that page and you'll find information on these Brown Mountain Lights wind chimes. And there's a holiday discount on them. So, like I say, my mom and dad, graduates of Irwin High School. And how strange it is that of all the schools in Western North Carolina, my good buddy, brother Christian McLeod, Christian McLeod, he is a teaching intern there at Irwin High School. Of all the schools, he ends up as a teaching intern. And he sent this to me, and so I want to share this with you. Basically, what it boils down to is they have a program here at Irwin High School in Asheville, North Carolina, to help out students who are perhaps having a hard time get some gifts. And so this is a chance for you to be an elf and uh, to help them out and give them a little gift um, and so he says what and I have a printout in front of me he says that uh, you know they're going to provide stockings for some of these kids and he said that uh, here is what you can do if you would like to donate something to this and I hope that you will uh, donate a gently used or if possible new coat or jacket also stocking stuffers like hats gloves scarves chapstick deodorant shampoo conditioner earbuds candy socks and so on a $25 gift card uh, to a store like Walmart or Target where students can buy clothing or other items they need and want would be wonderful. Uh, there's a link that I'm going to put here on my Twitter page. That's at Joshua P. Warren. And if you click that, it brings up a little form. And you can choose to stuff a stocking for a male, female, or no preference. And if you choose no preference, well, of course, they'll select how these things are distributed. But all this has to be done by December the 7th. And for every person who donates to these kids, there's going to be a gift item of interest that is also donated by Eblen Charities. So go to my Twitter account and, and be a little elf, you know. Uh, even if you just send simple stuff i mean if you got a jacket or a coat that's great but hell like i say just chapstick deodorant you know earbuds some candy i think that 25 dollar gift card would be really nice but anyway uh go to joshuapwarren.com or uh, and, and, and if you go to joshuapwarren.com you'll find my twitter section and you'll find the link where you can donate to this if you have any questions you can also call Christian McLeod, and here is his number. His number is 828 782 3766. 
Again, that's 828-782-3766. And if you do that, I assure you, it is good karma. And that's what this season is all about. It amazes me how that every single year we have, well, a Christmas carol, which, I mean... I think is the, the the great one, perhaps the greatest story that has ever been produced by uh, you know an English writer, and we're talking about the story of your past, your present, your future. What the point of all this is, what it's about to you know to to be a good person, to be a generous person, to be a charitable person. Uh, people have access to watch this every single year. It's a part of our society that you might not think about, however. The lessons there. you know, The whole purpose is to say, look, you're not going to be here forever. You're going to have to face your doom and your demise. And so you can't take it with you, right? So while you're here, why don't you uh, loosen up a little bit and do your best to help out other people? Because one way or another, that goodness is going to come back to you. So I hope that today's podcast has uh, made you think maybe a little bit differently about one or two things. Maybe you can take a deep breath and then exhale and let some worry slip away as you realize that you can use this simple technique to sort of take what's happening in your life and re-envision it in your head and calm yourself down and find that sure enough the outside world will often just adjust to whatever you're happening uh, to do in your internal world in your mind's eye this podcast is always short it's always free it's independent it's called Joshua P. Warren Daily and if you go to joshuapwarren.com there is no period after the P you can click the link to the Curiosity Shop and you'll find a lot of cool, unique stuff that we can easily get to you in time for Christmas. And if you scroll down, you'll find also the Brown Mountain Lights Wind Chimes. But while you're there at joshuapwarren.com, click the link to this podcast. You can subscribe through various means or just follow me on Twitter at joshuapwarren, at joshuapwarren. And I will tweet when new ones are available. So that is it for today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon.